Welcome to Wild Mysteries. We're your hosts, Laura. And I'm Lauren. For this month's Wild Mystery, we are traveling to North America in a season that is cold, maybe even icy and snowy. What mystery will we find there? Will it be an animal, a plant, a mysterious wild place? I will say this much, I think you're gonna love it. Stick with us to find out. What comes to mind when you wonder about winter? Do you think of cold or snow? Maybe the holidays? Or does the winter sun shine brightly where you live, warming the earth without much of a noticeable change? For many who live north of the equator, winters can be brutally cold and full of ice and snow. For those near the tropics, winter is often another sunny season. What's winter like for you, Lauren? Winter feels cold to us here because it definitely gets chillier, but it's still usually a lot warmer and sunnier than areas to the north, and we certainly don't get ice or snow. Did you know that even though the coldest temperature ever recorded was in Antarctica, minus 128 degrees Fahrenheit, brr, near the South Pole, most of our planet's coldest countries are in the Northern Hemisphere. This is likely due to the larger areas of land north of the equator and the larger areas of ocean in the Southern Hemisphere. Many countries in the Southern Hemisphere are closer to the equator and being surrounded by huge expanses of ocean helps to keep temperatures more stable and mild. Winters in the North can bring many changes for people and the environment in which they live. Temperatures plummet, daylight decreases as the Earth is tilted away from the sun, and precipitation turns from rain to snow and ice. People wear warmer clothing, turn on their heaters at home and in the car, and even use a wood stove or fireplace for extra warmth. How do animals prepare for winter? Wildlife, like caribou and birds, may migrate to find food or warmer temperatures. Other creatures hibernate or spend the winter underground. And some even change their coat or feather colors to blend into the new white winter landscape. Plants such as deciduous trees lose their leaves and become dormant to keep water from freezing inside important structures. But today's mystery is all about an animal that becomes dormant to deal with winter's chill. So animals can become dormant too. Oh, like hibernation. Do they sleep all season? Yes, animals may hibernate or enter similar states of rest when their environment is less than ideal. And this animal takes hibernation to a whole new level. How do they know when it's time to get ready for winter? I mean, they don't have a calendar to tell them what time of year it is. Animals use what we call seasonal cues to know what time of year it is and whether they need to start storing food, eating lots of food, or heading out of town on a migration. These cues might include day length and temperature. Daylight hours start to decrease in the northern hemisphere as it's tilted away from the sun. This happens every year, so it's a reliable cue. Temperature usually starts to decrease at this time as well, but sometimes it can be unseasonably warm, so temperature isn't as reliable. Our mystery animal uses something a little different though. If not temperature or light, I wonder what cue our mystery uses. Well, it's definitely something in its surroundings. It's something that it actually comes into contact with or touches, 
when ice crystals touch this animal's body, it begins to prepare for dormancy. It's definitely time to prepare for winter if there's ice around. What does our creature do? Don a puffy winter coat? Scientists aren't sure why, but when this animal first senses ice, its body begins to draw water out of its cells and into the cavities surrounding its organs. This water will eventually freeze. Meanwhile, its liver makes glycogen, which is a concentrated sugar, and fills its cells. This keeps any water left in the cells from freezing. Over 60% of the water in their tiny bodies turn to ice. They are frozen. Literally frozen? Like an ice cube? That's really amazing. Iguanas here in Florida do sort of the same thing. I noticed you said it's tiny. How tiny are we talking? Less than three inches long, or seven and a half centimeters, so not big at all. How is something so small able to survive when freezing? It's a mystery. Not only for us, but for scientists, too. This creature's heart stops. Its breathing stops. And its brain activity stops. But then, when warmer weather comes in the spring, it thaws. But get this, from the inside out, its heart starts again, and it begins to breathe. And after several hours, it can even move around. How does it stay safe while it's dormant? Hopefully, it doesn't become dinner for a hungry animal. Knock on wood. Also, I'm pretty sure it's a vertebrate of some kind, since you said it has a heart, lungs, and brain. Good observation. And that's a great question, because this animal does not use a den or burrow. It actually hides in the leaf litter under layers of leaves. Eventually, snow may pile on top of those layers to help with insulation. Animals like raccoons, coyotes, and foxes could find them during the winter. Aha! If there are leaves around, then it must be a forest animal. Yep, northern forests in North America with either deciduous or coniferous trees or sometimes even mixed forests. It's usually a forest floor dweller, so it hangs out on the ground, unless... Unless what? I was going to say unless it's mating season, and then it's found near water, usually vernal pools. Oh, those are the temporary pools from rainwater and snowmelt that form early in the spring, right? Yes, those are the ones, and vernal pools dry up quickly too. But they are usually free of predators like fish since they're temporary. Some scientists think the reason this creature spends its winter in the leaf litter is because the ground thaws faster than the ponds that some of its relatives use for overwintering. This gives our mystery animal an advantage in getting a jump on spring mating season since it's active while the vernal pools are still full of water. Was that a clue? You emphasized the word jump when you were talking. Does our mystery creature jump to move from place to place? Well, perhaps it was a clue. Let me tell you a little more about it, and I bet you'll be able to figure it out. This mystery creature spends time on the forest floor because it blends in so well with the dead leaves and dirt. 
Ooh, camouflage is a great adaptation for hiding. Is our creature patterned or brown in color? Yes, it has shades of brown and gray and has a black mask across its face. Its belly is lighter in color than its back. It's found in forests in Canada and the northeastern part of the U.S. Okay, that's helpful. What does our mystery animal like to eat when it's not frozen like a popsicle? It feeds on different types of insects, spiders, worms, and other invertebrates as an adult. But when it first hatches from its egg, it feeds on plants it finds in the water. I knew it! Does it happen to look like a teeny tiny fish when it first hatches with a long tail to help it swim? It sure does, and it adds legs for jumping and absorbs its tail as it goes through metamorphosis to become an adult and move to land. Okay, I'm sure I know what it is now. Does it get its name from its woodland habitat? Bingo! Let's give our listeners time to figure it out, too. Pause here if you want to do some research, or just keep listening if you can't wait for the answer to be revealed. I think it's time that we review what we know about our mystery animal. It's a tiny vertebrate that goes through metamorphosis. It hatches from an egg in the water and jumps around on the forest floor as an adult where it blends into its surroundings. Its diet is made of small invertebrates. It spends its winters dormant in the leaf litter where it can literally freeze solid and stop all its body functions. It's time for the big reveal. We're gonna start with Kingdom Animalia, then Phylum Chordata, Class, Amphibia, Order Anura, Family Ranidae, Genus Lithobates, and the species is Lithobates sylvaticus. It is none other than the wood frog. Scientists are studying the wood frog to try to learn exactly how its body is able to freeze, shut down, thaw out, restart, and do this over and over again year after year. It could help researchers determine how to better preserve organs for transplant, make better antifreeze products, and even learn more about human blood sugar levels and diabetes. These frogsicles are absolutely amazing. There's so much we can learn from studying nature. If you'd like to know more about dormancy and how plants and animals endure a winter season, check out November's Wild Mag issue. Links available in the show notes below. Are you ready for this month's mini mystery? This month's mini mystery segment comes from Marion in St. Louis, who's sharing all about an aquatic animal. Hi, I'm Marion from St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm nine years old. Today's mini mystery creature lives in the coastal waters of the Arctic Ocean. This animal is a mammal and and a carnivore. It eats fish, crabs, and worms. This animal can live up to 50 years and weigh up to 1.5 tons. This animal is very social and talks through a lot of clicks, whistles, and clangs. It can even mimic other sounds. 
It is known as the sea canary. The name for this animal is from the Russian word meaning white because they are snow white. However, they are born gray and can take eight years to turn white. Have you guessed it? Today's mini mystery animal is a beluga whale. Thanks for playing along. Wow, Marion, that was an amazing mystery. Thanks so much for sharing. If you have a child, student, or budding junior naturalist who would like to share their favorite animal, plant, or wild location with us, be sure to check out our Wild Mysteries Mini Mystery submission form in the show notes. We can't wait to feature your mini mystery on a future episode. Thanks for exploring with us and getting wild. Be sure to stop by next month for another wild mystery. And don't forget to grab your Woodfrog Lifecycle download from the link in our show notes. This podcast was made possible by the Wild Mag team. Written by Laura Stroop. Audio and production by Lauren Giordano. Edited by Chad Giordano. With contributions by Stephanie Hathaway.